This is the 12 Songs of Christmas, today with Josh Rouse. My name is Alex Rawls, and this is my podcast on Christmas music. We're in our Christmas rush with two shows a week. If you missed them, I hope you'll check out last week's episodes with Isaac Hansen of Hansen and Scott McCoy of the Minus Five. Both are good conversations and good stories. Today, I'm talking with Josh Rouse, who recently released The Holiday Sounds of Josh Rouse. The title's a nod to an earlier era of Christmas music, when a title like the Andy Williams Christmas album or The Many Moods of Christmas with Perry by Perry Como, made clear what listeners were about to hear. The Holiday Sounds of Josh Rouse isn't exactly that. He wrote the songs for the album, effectively threading the needle with songs that very clearly reflect him and his body of work, while sounding seasonal at the same time. You can hear his debt to Dylan on Red Suit, while the piano on New York Holiday pays homage to Vince Guaraldi and A Charlie Brown Christmas. We talk about that and the stories behind the songs in our conversation. Here I am with Josh Rouse. Here we go. These are songs that you've written over the years, is that right? That's right. Can you tell me the story about how, I mean, so far when I talk to musicians about writing about writing Christmas songs, first off, it sounds like uh, the process is akin to pulling teeth, or they like just hit a moment where they can just suddenly drill down and do it. And I don't think I've talked to anybody who just periodically uh, puts down some Christmas songs. So I'm wondering how you made that work. Um, I think I just get in the Christmas spirit around, you know, uh, after Thanksgiving and, uh, I always think, uh, I should do a, uh, you know, a holiday tune. And, uh, I've been doing it since, uh, I guess my first son was born, you know, a lot of time just, uh, sitting around that was 10 years ago i guess so just sitting around you know a lot of time with uh when their babies are growing up you know there's some slow time around christmas and i say hey, i'll work on a, a tune and that's kind of how i had just chipped away at it a little bit sometimes i wouldn't finish them it would just be an idea right that i would uh that i would save and then uh i guess last year i said hey i've got enough to uh I think there's enough here to do a whole record. I had thought about putting out a single here or there, but just never really got around to it. And um, and this this past year, I, I talked to my manager and I said, uh, hey, I think I've got enough to do a Christmas record. And I think I had talked to him a few years earlier. I said, hey, I've got enough. He's, well, why don't you do an EP or something like that? And I said, no, I'd like to do a whole one. So I just kept working at it. And uh, <clears throat> eventually I had enough to to put on a record and what in what condition were these songs in? i know you said some of them you just sort of chipped at and what can so what condition were these songs in when it became time to start recording 
I had I, I, a couple months before I, I said, Hey, I'm going to do this. I really went, I really concentrated on tightening up, getting the songs just ready. So, because I wanted to do it, I wanted to give it that. Um, we recorded it, you know, live in the studio. I wanted to give it that festive thing, you know, that uh, community thing, I guess. Um, I just felt like the energy needed, needed to be there. And uh, so for in order for that to happen, you know, and if you don't have a lot of time, uh, you have to really have the songs ready to go. So a few, I guess in October of last year, 2018, I, I really just uh, made sure all the lyrics, you know, made a few lyric changes, you know, some structural things, you know, just really kind of did some demos for all of them again and just really did the, the second phase before you go in and, and, and make a record kind of in an old school way. Yeah. When, you, when you went back through those songs, I mean, since they covered a fair amount, a fair length of time, yeah. Could you kind of track your life through those songs in a way that we as listeners wouldn't, but I'd imagine that there's points where you recognize either points of view or details or something in it that probably reflects where you were then. Sure. Yeah, sure. I, I can remember when, you know, uh, I came up with the idea or where I was living or where I was when it happened, you know, I was in, I mean, I was in Spain for almost all of it. Oh, really? So, yeah. How I moved did... to Spain and yeah, basically the whole process started in Spain. You know, I had my, my kids there and, uh, lived there until two years ago. The, the past couple songs, no, they've been done here. I, I think I did one in Nebraska as well when we were visiting some family at Thanksgiving, but a majority was written in, or the ideas were conceived in Spain. Now I'm curious, how was Christmas in Spain different from Christmas here? Um, well, it's not quite, uh, you know, they love, like it, but it's not the same thing as it is here. It's not... The consumerism probably isn't at quite the same level as it is here. Although the past few years they've had Black Friday there. But um, actually they celebrate more. It's different because they enjoy Christmas, but really like the big gift-giving time is uh, January 9th, I believe it is. That's the when the King's Day. Right. Um, but more, you know, it's, it's the same in that family get together. Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and sit around and eat food and watch TV and chat or whatever. And, and it's the same in that way. Um, I grew up with very kind of cold Christmases and snow, but I hadn't seen snow in a very long, long time in, in Spain. Actually, never. <laughs> Did 
did you hear? Was, is Christmas music as omnipresent? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? It is. Yeah. It is. At least in 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 our house, it was. You know, and I you do hear it when you go when you go around. I mean, uh, and for the past, I guess it was about 2015. I started actually doing kind of a holiday concert at just a small club in Valencia, Spain, doing some traditional songs and one of the originals that I was working on and then just various covers, but uh, it was called Josh Rouse and the Christmas Vacations. Oh, great. Did, were there songs that are, are big Christmas songs in Spain that I, that we don't know about or, yeah, or, there's some or Spanish song? ones? Okay, yeah. Go ahead. Oh yeah. Could you yeah. tell me about some of them? Uh, not really. <laughs> 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 I learned a, a few of them. Um, they're just traditional Christmas songs. Um, usually they sound like they've got about four singers singing on them and they sound like girls, you know, uh, I don't want to say flamenco, but, uh, you know, and of course the Feliz Navidad, the Jose Feliciano song is, uh, big, probably right. one of the biggest ones. It's great. Um, and, um, there's some traditional ones even around Valencia where I was, where I was living from that, that province that, uh, that are really cool too. Um, and mostly, you know, a lot of them are just saying Merry Christmas or they have something to do with, with Catholicism. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but in a fun, in a non guilty, uh, festive way. <laughs> are there, so are there, uh, is there American Christmas songs that are, that are particularly loved that are, you know, are bigger there than you might expect. Um, yeah, I did blue Christmas by, by Elvis one, uh, one year and it went over really well. Everyone seemed to know it. Did I read correctly that Nick Lowe was kind of, his Christmas album was sort of an inspiration or part of the inspiration for you to do one? Yeah, I think that the inspiration was they were Christmas songs, but they weren't overly um, mushy. I, uh, sentimental, I guess, or they weren't overly Christmassy in the production. I was still listening to the record in March, and cool. that's kind of what I wanted to do with my record as far as musically. I want, I didn't want it to be a lot of, um, you know, choir singing and and sleigh bells. You know, that guy. I kind of wanted to make it something that's a bit more groove orientated, and uh, the lyrics still have to do with Christmas, but it's. Um, it's fun. It's not too sappy, I guess. Passengers are reminded to keep personal items of luggage with them at all times. Any unattended luggage in the terminal building will be removed by the security services and may be destroyed. Outside the taxi window 
On the way to catch my flight I'd notice snowflakes playing In the ever-failing light When he dropped me at departures It was really coming down Deep and crisp and even It settled on the ground It looks like Christmas Christmas at the airport All the planes are grounding And the fog is rolling in It looks like Christmas Christmas at the airport this year Doors are locked and bolted Let the festivities begin It doesn't seem like your work would lead into sort of the, you know, the sappy kind of kumbaya Christmas. Uh, so, so I guess, did you have to work very hard to steer away from that? No, no, not really. But uh, it was definitely something that, you know, a lot of the, uh, I think, for example, Nick's record, he didn't do, I, I didn't know any of those songs. Um, there's a few originals, but the rest are ones that he had found and, and had, you know, had looked for. Um, and because I was doing all originals, I wanted to have, uh, the same, uh, feeling as far as you hadn't heard these before. They're, they're familiar, you know, although they're new, there's something familiar in them, but, uh, uh, I guess classic in a way I wanted them to be somewhat classic, uh, in, uh, and that you you think that maybe you've heard it before, but but it's new. I have I, if that answers the question. Sure, no, that, no that's, that works great. Yes, I had to say I was wondering that when I heard the piano introduction to New York Holiday, right? That yes. it brought to mind skating from the Vince Guaraldi right. soundtrack to Charlie Brown exactly. Christmas. Exactly. How yep. conscious of you of you were of that were you? Very very conscious. Yep. I said uh, when we were doing that song and I played it for the, you know, when we cut these songs, um, nobody had heard them. Um, a great band was playing, a band that I played with for a long time, and they've played together for 30 years. Uh, and Brad, I've worked with on on several records, and he was part of the band as well. So I'd sit down with the guitar and I'd play it for him. And, you know, and I said, okay, if there's a song on this record that that wants some Vince Guaraldi on it, it'll be this one. So, and Brad knows that world really well. So he kind of put those piano licks down that Ned just gave it that, uh, that, uh, um, I don't know. I, after I've listened to the record, that's kind of the one that may get on some, quite a few playlists. I'm hoping it, it definitely has, a, a New York. I mean, for me, that record sounds like New York at Christmas time. Really coming down, looks so pretty. On the avenues, got money to spend. 
Saving up dimes Nickels and pennies A weekend away With some friends Here we are Let's spend it together Holiday New York holiday Are you somebody who's pretty affectionate towards Christmas music? Um, yeah, yeah, I like it. I mean, uh, I think more since I started having kids, you know, there's a lot of time just, uh, um, listening to Christmas music around Christmas. I mean, I always grew up with it. I, I haven't collected it or anything like that, but, um, yeah, yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah. So I suppose similarly, so you're somebody who, when Christmas season comes, you're not sort of defending yourself against it. You're ready for it. Or you're, no, or you're in favor yeah. of it. I'm in favor of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> definitely. No, I like to get in the mood. I, I, I definitely get in the Christmas spirit. I, I love Christmas time. And I think that's pro- probably a big part of the reason I said, okay, it's time to to put my two cents out there. Maybe um, this music can bring uh, some some joy or some warm feelings into other people's lives. Right. Now, I know you're, these songs tend to be focused on scenes. Are there, is that your method? Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. What That's was the, the way I storytell? Sure. Mm-hmm. What was the first song? Do you remember? Oh, the first song. I, the oldest one on there. Uh, Sorry. Sorry. Let me think. I think it might be Lights of Town. That might have been 2000 and eight or nine yeah and that one actually had to do more with uh new year's eve but it went through some different lyric rewrites so that's that's the oldest one another older one maybe um uh easy man is an older one yeah what in those songs made you think this was that there was there was life in this project this life and the idea of I did. It uh, wasn't until actually, you know, last year where I said, "Hey, that I think I, I didn't realize it, but I kind of went back through. I write a lot of songs, you know, so okay. I kind of went back through and said, "Wow, I've got, I've got, I've got quite a few here. You know, some of them need some work, but, um, but I guess it, around 2015, I I had a handful, and and I had some song friends that had had some songs too, and I thought about, well, I'll just do some of mine and some other people's, and then. And then Christmas passed, and another year went around. I did another record tour, and I never really got around to it. But uh, um, last year, I, I said, hey, I'm going to really get to focus on this. So um, I guess 2015, I, I started. Uh, I think that's when I was on tour with Nick, and, and uh, we, were, we were speaking about it a lot, you know. And uh, a couple of the Yep Rock guys were with us, and I said, hey. And he was like, yeah, you should do one. And then I never, and then I forgot about it. Yeah, I, I didn't forget about it. But you know, doing a record takes a lot of, you know, a lot of focus, and uh, and um, I just wasn't in the headspace to really put it all together at that point. 
Actually, I realize I probably should understand this. So I guess when I often talk to talk to songwriters, it's really kind of I, I don't come think of many people who have like song who have songs laying around. Um, you you I guess you know someone who write, writes enough and writes regularly enough that you can sort of have a body of work that you can sort of you know go back to or just sort of let sit there and that you sort of write. I don't know if compulsively is the right word, but how do you write? Uh, not compulsively, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I've written en- enough over the years to where, you know, I have, you know, a big, you know, group of songs that, that are just kind of sitting around that never really fit on a record, I felt, or the lyrical idea didn't really come together in a way or maybe it's there it just needs some more work sometimes that happens you know you have to go back even if it's a few years later and listen to your idea and go oh that was almost there now now i I think i can finish that some sometimes songs just don't want to reveal themselves for a while so yeah there's quite a quite a bit of that um but i don't write um just in phases i'll have some some times of the year where a lot of more things come out and then some other times where uh, there's nothing. Right. I'm, I'm, I don't go in every day and go, I'm going to work on songs. I just don't, uh, you can do that. And I know people that do it and, and, and they're good, but I feel the ones that, uh, are more special to me are, are the ones that, um, kind of, uh, fall out of the sky. I mean, there's people that do, there's songwriters that do not agree with me at all, but, uh, I don't want it to feel like, uh, and I don't want it to sound like, wow, he really, really worked on this. Right. <laughs> I want it to sound like, wow, that, what, that just grew up out of the earth. And, right. Uh, and sometimes you have to wait for those or you'll have an idea, but it, it needs some more, you know, it's not ready. I'm not going to, f- uh, force it, you know, I'll just leave it until I feel like working on it again. Um, so, yeah, I don't even know how many a year I would do or anything like that. I don't really keep track of it that way. I'm slightly unorganized with with uh, keeping them all together. Actually, I'll hear something I did 10 years ago, and 
recorded and wow, I forgot about that. That's really that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that's got to be a good feeling. Yeah, it's good, but it's also like, wow, I need to keep I, I need to organize these a bit more. I, I think a few years ago I did by year and tried to put some stuff together and, and that's all sitting or sitting around somewhere. So on a hard drive somewhere. How old is Letters in the Mailbox? That's probably about 2014 or 15. And I wrote that with a guy named Daniel Tashin. He's a songwriter. He's worked with me. We've worked together a long time. I guess that's my biggest collaborator as far as uh, co-writing goes. Um, actually, he's the only one I, I co-write with as far as my own records. Um, and I think... I came up with the lyrical idea and uh, we kind of worked on the melody idea. It, w it was really, it was one afternoon and I think we worked on a few ideas and, and uh, that was just barely started, but I thought it was going to be something special. So I, uh, that one took a while to, to flesh out as well. Yeah, one of the reasons I ask is, you know, so many Christmas songs, you end up hearing it and hear references to, you know, references to a world that doesn't exist now, and uh, or references to a part of the world. <laughs> yeah. And I realized, like, letters in the mailbox. My daughter's six, and in ten years, that's going to be an antique. She that the idea of you know, the idea of letters that show up that are anything, even already. Letters that show up yeah. in our house, that's anything but a bill or a, uh, you know, or political right. flyer. You know, I, didn't, I didn't even think about that. You're right. It is in the mailbox, it's close to Christmas time. Lots of office parties and blinking colored lights Slapping on some old cologne Think I'll buy a ticket home is in the mailbox, I hear the neighbors scream Slip on my galoshes and saunter down the street Stop into a warm cafe Can't think of any words to say I write your name Baby, I love you Do you miss me so? Sign thought about who these songs are for who they're for yeah um i think they're for everybody really i mean uh i didn't have you know i kind of had i guess my own friends and family and, and people that i know that have enjoyed my music over the year i, I think i had them in mind a little bit sure and that's kind of where i'm going with this but do you, I mean, I was thinking a little bit about sort of, you know, sort of thinking bluntly, demographically, because uh, one of the things I liked about, I like about this record a lot is it sounds like 
Christmas music for adults, which uh-huh. is which is a rarity. I mean, as you know, as, as you know, you know, as a father, how many Christmas songs are aimed at your kids? Yeah, and how many song Christmas songs celebrate childhood and kids, and are all sort of focused along those lines and mythologies that help speak to kids, and that's not these songs. Um, they, these songs seem to be, I mean, and much like Nick Lowe's record, these are are songs that seem to be written for you know full grown adults who have you know have, have busy lives, have inner lives. And uh, and have some measure of complexity to their existence. Yeah, well, I, I hope that adults end up listening to it with, and their children are around, and they end up picking it up. <laughs> <laughs> My kids really seem to to like it. They thought it was their their. I have two boys, and they're eight and ten, and they really seem to. Um, uh, when I when we recorded it, and I was doing the uh, bringing some rough mixes home, they were jumping up and down to to a lot of them, uh, like Slay Brother Bill and um, Red Suit, and they thought, you know, the lyrics were funny, and so I, I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping, uh, you know, adults enjoy it and, and their children, you know, maybe not the four or five-year-olds, but the, you know, teenagers at least will, will, will get it and enjoy it. Sure. But, but it is a function. You're writing songs for your audience. And, uh, and and writing and obviously to some extent you know in your your audience and writing songs that make sense to you is a yeah. that that address your the, the things that satisfy you I would imagine right exactly so is red suits the only Santa song and, and that is the only Santa song yeah was that another yeah, thing I that you were deliberately scared away songs. okay go ahead no it just kind of took, yeah I don't know. To be honest, I, I didn't really think about it that much, but I didn't. I wanted to. Brad produced this record, and uh, when I brought it to him, he said, "Man, this is like the White Album of Christmas albums. There's variety on here. You know, the subject matter is different. I didn't want it to be a one-trick pony about, you know, every song's about Santa Claus and stockings. You know, uh, I wanted to, and and I think." that is the advantage of doing it over a long, uh, quite a few years, you know, writing a song here and there. I, I, um, maybe some people don't want that, but I definitely, um, I thought it was, you know, nice to have stylistically different things and thematically different things, you know. Santa's getting ready Red bands on Combs his silver curls Puts his red suit on Man is feeling good Got his red suit on He's cheering up the neighborhood
Is there a song on here you're particularly proud of? Um, geez, quite a few of them. Uh, New York holidays, it turned out really, really nicely. Like I said before, I'm, I'm hoping that's one that will become maybe a modern day classic. Um, uh, Lights of Town is really nice. Uh, Slay Brother Bill is, is definitely different. It has a slightly Buddy Holly Beatles thing to it, and, and the lyrics feel like a traditional, almost a traditional folk poem or something. So, um, yeah, yeah, there's definitely, I think there's some good, good songs on it. Was that a song you wrote in uh, Spain? Which one? Slay Brother Bill. No, I think that's the only one I, one of the only ones I didn't. I think that was, uh, I think, uh, I was here in Nashville and just had memories of growing up in Nebraska and going with my friends to, to sled on some of the sand hills and it was freezing cold. And we used to just go out there for hours and hours and, uh, climb up and down those hills and people would always get hurt you know someone would get tore up by a yucca plant that was sticking out <laughs> it, <laughs> from the sand hills and uh or get hit by a little pine tree or something and uh, or crash into one and um yeah the, just fond memories that's that was the idea for that song Josh Rouse for the time in the talk. He's got a handful of Christmas shows left to play this year. Go to joshrouse.com to see where and when. You can find him there and on Facebook, where you can also find me at 12 Songs of Christmas. Stop by and leave a comment. If you're tired of hearing the same old canonical Christmas standards during the season, you might want to check out a 12 Songs Christmas 2019 on Spotify. It includes tracks from some of the people I've talked to this year and last, including Josh Rouse. And I feel fairly safe saying that there will be stuff on there that you don't know. I hope you'll give it a listen when you've heard enough of the usual. If you haven't subscribed to 12 Songs yet, I hope you'll do so through Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify. Your subscription will make sure that you don't miss an episode and help others find out about the podcast as well. Thanks to AF The Naysayer for the theme music, and thanks to you for listening. We'll finish with one more from Josh Rouse. From the holiday sounds of Josh Rouse, this is Heartbreak Holiday. Talk to you again on Friday. Waving down a taxi cab 
You would think that he'd slow down if you knew how bad I was feeling cause my girl, she had left me flat On that Christmas afternoon For weeks we've been going strong In the morning you call up on the telephone Saying you would pack your things and that you'd be gone Tis the season to be blue Think about what I did wrong and where you would go. I